podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Usain Bolt said, I trained four years to run nine seconds and people quit when they haven't seen results in two months. Hey, good people, this is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the Midweek Muscle. Happy Wednesday, back at it again. I know you're excited to have me, a scratchy free voice and everything. It's early and we're ready to get going this Wednesday. Hey, if you're new here, thanks for joining us. Listen, I'm so happy to have you. Like maybe you've listened a couple weeks now. You know, we're in January. It's a new year, new me, fresh start. I'm trying to pick up more podcasts. I'm trying to listen to something that's going to help my life a little bit more and listen to the uh, or the other helpful things and maybe even get in on a little bit of crime TV or trash TV or whatever TV I'm trying to look at. I'm just trying to do a lot of things for myself. If we made it into that bucket, hey, I am so excited about that. And you should be excited too, because there's a space for you here. No matter what season of your life that you are currently in, I am pretty sure you know of someone else that could be considering being in this season of, I need to be productive or I want to be productive and I want perspective and I want to throw out the negativity and I just want better things flooding my system. Hey, send this to them, even if it's on a whim. Like, I know we don't talk much about here. Try this, try this out, right? 20 minutes of your time. You know, we spend more time scrolling TikTok sometimes, right? So send send this to them. Thank you. But if you're joining us and you're new here, there's always room for you here. And I just want that to be emphasized. But if you've been like one of my day ones or like kind of midway through and you just hopped on, listen, we're family and there's no place like home, right? So happy to have you, happy to be back for another week. But, you know, we're going to jump right in. So Uh, You know, I gave you that quote from Usain Bolt, and I thought it was very striking to me. It's because he has been coined the fastest man in the world. And it was just so striking to me to see that quote. I trained four years to run nine seconds, right? When you think about nine seconds and how, well, if you're in a workout and you're waiting for nine seconds to count down, it feels like forever. But any other time or any other thing that you're doing, forget nine seconds, nine minutes goes by fast. So nine seconds, think about how much of a blip on the radar that is. And to train that long for that segment of time is wild. So again, just putting in the time frames spoke loudly to me. And it made me think of this idea of like, are the things that you're doing prepping you for your future self, right? So very much like that quote, I trained four years because I knew that my goal was to be the fastest, right? So the things that he was doing in those four years was prepping him for his future self, the future self that he could see being the fastest person in the world. So I ask you the same question, are the things that you're doing currently, like your current work, your current activities, your current extracurriculars, all of those things, are they prepping you for your future self? I'm, I'm going to tell you newsflash, spoiler alert. They are, they are, they are. But are you pushing yourself, right? To be uncomfortable, to, to not only do the work that is expected of you because you work a job or you're working at this place or you're kind of doing the self-employed thing on the side or whatever that situation is for you. Are you not only doing the work that is expected of you, 
but to do the things that maybe others may not be willing to do right now to achieve what you're looking for. Now, I'm going to tell you, this looks different depending on what the agenda or the goal is for each of us, right? So I don't want to like throw out this blanket statement of you better push yourself. You can, you will, you to add dead that. Now get that out of the way. Um, this definitely is a different type of push depending on what the goal is. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to break that down a little bit further. So just track with me. So I want to paint a picture really quick. And, and this is how it was shared with me, uh, when I was sitting down with, uh, he was a doctor researcher and data scientist, um, who, switched gears and became a psychologist. Uh, and so again, um, I, I'm trying to frame up this, uh, picture very similarly to how he framed it up to me. And he said, uh, have you ever driven a stick shift car? And I'm asking you guys the same thing. Have you ever driven a stick shift car or have you ever attempted? Okay. So me, Jay-Z, no, I, I definitely haven't like Absolutely not. However, I have been, I have been driven in one. So I do have a flavor (laughs) of what it's like not being behind the wheel of a manual car, transmission car, but being in one. Does that count? No, not quite. Okay. So anyway, if you have, you're probably tracking along with me. If you haven't, just stay in there with me. Okay. Um, so having road in one, I know that it is kind of difficult at first because there's so many different things happening simultaneously when you're driving a manual transmission car. So check this out. Back to painting the picture. Okay. So a person, a seemingly new driver to manual transmission, like this new driver uh, has had some experience, feels somewhat comfortable but new scenario. Um, so this new driver, new driver of a stick shift, they, they just learned how to drive it. Um, feeling pretty comfortable on basic sort of, you know, roadways, et cetera, et cetera. Goes home one day, uh, and you know, obviously park the car, go home, what have you, you know, fast forward a couple of days. One day this person was told to Hey, can you go move the car so we don't get towed? Okay, this seems like a pretty reasonable request, right? And whether it be from mom or brother or dad or whomever, you know, I'm sure there's an authority there that you just don't want to argue with. Although the person who asked just now seems pretty darn cute to me. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) But anyways, let's say that was coming from mom or brother or dad or somebody, somebody you just didn't want to argue with, right? So the person goes like, ah, all right, I'll go move it. Not a problem. The person gets up, puts their clothes on, gets the keys, get ready to walk out to move the car, only to find out that that stick shift car is tightly paralleled park. Just enough wiggle room to get out of that parallel parking space. You all know what I'm talking about. Like just enough room to squeeze out of there without clipping the bumpers, right? And it just so happens to be parked on a hill. Yep, they live on a hill. A very steep one at that. With the head of the car facing upwards of the hill. The tail of the car is facing on the downward slope of the hill. 
and a brand new BMW is parked right behind it. Good people, what kind of reaction are you guys having right now? (laughs) Okay, first let's talk about this manual transmission car, right? And the position of the car. So in order to operate a manual car, you have to toggle between your left and right foot. So this information is for those of you who don't know how to drive a manual transmission car, really don't know the facets behind it. So in order to operate a manual car, you have to toggle between your left and right foot. You have to drive with both feet. You have to manage between something called the clutch, the accelerator, and the brake. There are three pedals down below um, the steering wheel or like where you usually would find a, a foot brake and a gas pedal only with a manual transmission, there's also something called the clutch. So you have to, unlike automatic transmission cars, you actually have to engage the clutch almost every movement that you want to make in the car, whether that be to shift gears upwards or downwards or brake, right? Um, And I may be saying that slightly off, but essentially you're actively engaging the clutch in a regular form and fashion. So let's go back to the hill. In order to get this car up the hill, you have to pull off three maneuvers. You have to slowly lower the emergency brake if you're using that on the hill, which you should, right? So you have to slowly lower the emergency brake. You have to have your foot on the clutch. You have to have another foot on the brake, quickly transitioning to the gas pedal right? To give it gas. Else, have you tried to maneuver a stick shift on a hill and try to engage the clutch at the right time and the gas at the right time and the brake at the right time? If you don't do this simultaneously in the right fashion, the entire car can blow out and stall, leaving the car to roll on back. <laughs> Only we're on a hill, so rolling slowly is not going to be the situation here. So, I want to put your mind back on that BMW. Are you thinking about it? What about it? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, tell me. It's over, not over, but over with a capital O V A, capital letters, right? For the bumper or the front end of that BMW, right? <laughs> I could just picture it now. Okay, so now that I've taken you through the scenario, I want to talk to you, as promised last week, about this idea around achievement and avoidant goals, right? What are they? And 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 give some perspective on how we might, we as individuals, might be setting goals that don't really add up to what will give us the joy we are looking for in our lives and our work in our places where we do recreation, et cetera, et cetera. So first let's start, let's start with achievement, right? Because that's a good way to start off. Let's start talking about achievements. So achievement goals, right? There's two types of goals, achievement and avoidant. So if we're, if we're looking at achievement goals first, those are goals that are the scientific way to place it is they are cognitive representations that guide behavior to a competence-related future end state. Blah, 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 blah. What the what? Okay, breaking it down. When performing achievement-related tasks, 
Individuals can fluctuate their state of involvement directed towards their task or ego goals, right? That is, they can be more or less task and ego involved at any point during their task engagement. Still sciencey, I know, hang on. The more an individual focuses on personal mastery of a task, they are task involved. The more an individual focuses on their performance to others, they are ego involved. Okay, I know you guys are tracking with me on that. So simply put, achievement goals are focused on ability and capabilities to perform simple to difficult tasks. Individuals with these goals strive to master or know the tasks they are working on. They are motivated to learn in order to improve their knowledge and abilities. The emphasis is on learning and self-improvement. These people will ask for help, even if it gives off an inclination that they do not have a complete understanding of the topic or task at hand. Meanwhile, they could be a total master at it, right? Okay, that's simply put, an achievement goal are goals that are focused on ability and capability to perform a single simple or difficult task, right? So then let's switch tracks to avoidant. Avoidant goals are goals with negative outcomes, which we kind of work to avoid. An individual with a high avoidance orientation might choose to, let's say, study easier material or solve easier problems, like um, maybe not sign themselves up to do something that's too, too hard, if you know what I mean. Um, the individual may choose to take easier courses if they're studying in school. Uh, when given a challenging study problem, let's keep school as a track here, the learner may give up sooner. The learner may not check results on a practice test or even do the practice test because they don't want to know how badly they did. Uh, maybe they avoid placing themselves in challenging situations uh, or they may experience high levels of testing or final outcomes or exam anxieties, right? Simply put, avoidant goals will have ambitious people not telling their friends of their outcomes or exam or test scores for, feel of, for fear of failure in front of others or for fear of poor, for poor performance. So back to the example, yes, right? As to not drift. I had to define those terms before we applied it to the example. So the stick shift, the fancy car and that individual. Many of the goals in that scenario were avoidant. The outcomes, don't get me wrong, the outcomes were still good, but they were driven by fear of doing something wrong. Don't know what I mean? Okay, the person had to go and move the car because they were asked to by an authority figure that they, quote unquote, weren't trying to argue with. Boom, avoidance goal number one. I am going to move the car. I'm going to do what I'm told so I don't get yelled at or so I don't get something taken from me, right? The reason for having the, the car moved is so that we, quote unquote, don't get towed. Avoidance goal number two. I, I'm going to move this so I don't receive reprimand or so I don't receive a negative outcome which is paying money to get your car back so it doesn't get towed, right? And then three, let me figure out how to maneuver this car as best as I can so that I don't hit the BMW 
because that is very possible in this case if I don't do something right. Again, that's avoidant goal number three in that scenario. So good people, many of us, and I I just want to be clear, so we're all on the same page. Many of us set goals this way. Do this as to not get this or look like this or be like this or get talked about like this or get called this or get this treatment, right? I don't care what your title is, whether you're an entrepreneur, an athlete, an entrepreneur, like you out here making boss moves within an organization. We see you. Mm -hmm. Don't act like you're not doing good work. Uh, (laughs) A performer, a student, or any role in between. Setting achievement goals can precipitously or grossly change your satisfaction with some of your outcomes. This isn't just about trying to make the most money or the most successful business plan. It is about finding the most successful situation for you. And we know that we are not, we're, we're going to not perform excellently all the time. Like it is impossible to be perfect at everything or to be a master at everything. So we're not going to perform at that level for everything that we do. We're going to mess up. But if I spend more time driving to goals that are easy, because who has time all that time to try to do something that's too hard, then I'm operating with a with an avoidant goal mindset. If I spend more time studying and studying and studying until it's perfect because they will see my imperfection if I don't, that's also an avoidant goal. If I quit because it got too hard or too limited, that's an avoidant goal. If if I if I have the mindset of let me go do this so my mama don't yell at me. That's an avoidant goal, right? We end up making a lot of these decisions based off of avoidant and avoidant mentality. So why consider if my goals are avoidant versus versus achievement related? Like why have this thought process? Why, Why structure my thinking this way? Because avoidant goals can tamper with your personal esteem. It undermines your abilities and your personal control over any given situation. And it can have you feeling like you're only in a position of dodging bullets and your success has less to do with your personal competency than luck. That's why we look at this, right? That's why we maybe think about like, man, is my goal based on not doing something wrong or looking like a fool, or is my goal really focused on what I believe that I say I can do, right? So good news, right? I have good news. This isn't just about badgering us down. I have good news. All, and I mean all, all of our avoidant goals can be reframed or or restructured to be achievement goals. If we take a moment to consider, one, our personal satisfaction and control over the task and our abilities. That's really good news today, y'all. I don't know what more good news you need. Our personal satisfaction of doing it and the control that we actually have over this thing because we have the abilities to do it. So of course there will be moments, like we can't just get rid of all of our avoidant goals. Like sometimes we just do it. Oh, let me slow down so I don't get this ticket. Oh, let me, let me, triple check the sign so I don't get a, a, a parking ticket or, 
oh, let me, let me, whatever the goal may be. We can use these for so many different examples in our daily lives and when we're pursuing something much greater than ourselves. Uh, however, there is an, an opportunity that we all have to increase our achievement goals over just merely having avoidant goals. And how, you might ask, like, I'm in for it. Like, Jay-Z, you convince me. How do we do this? My key word is hope. Yep, that's it. Hope. Hope. And that's it. Having hope. All right. So it's not as promising. <laughs> it's not as promising as um, as you were probably hoping for. But you see that hope was still in that word or in that sentence, right? So hope is the answer here. Why? Because goal setting is half the battle, right? Whether you get it in writing or you just flat out commit to it. Goal setting, well, I'm going to tell you, in order for the goal to actually come to life, you kind of have to get it in writing. Um, so do that. Do that as soon as you can. Write down whatever, even if it's like, I'm going to wake up every morning at five o'clock this week and this week alone. Go ahead, write that down somewhere. And you'll see, you'll become a little more committed than you were if you just thought it up. Because if you just think it in your head, you'll rationalize it away. I promise you will. Because Getting up at five o'clock in the morning gets painful sometimes, even if it means you have to get up a little early. Trust me, I know. But anyways, goal setting is half the battle. So by getting in it and writing or committing to it, you know, that is the first step. Let's set a goal, right? Then we have to look for viable pathways. Viable pathways are, how, how do I get there? What are my barriers? What do I know that they're coming? What are some of the things that I may not be seeing that could be a barrier? Like, and, and, and then, um, maybe I'd think about not only considering those barriers, but adjusting them as a result of considering those barriers. So I'm adjusting the way how I get there to my goal as a result of considering those barriers, right? Listening to episodes like this and podcasts like the Midweek Muscle can help to achieve creating pathways that are viable because I'm giving myself another perspective on how to look at this challenging task. Then creating future memories of success. Creating future memories of success. Any progress on your path reinforces that path that you're taking and who you are allowing in your life to support this change or goal that you're seeking. So by creating those future memories of success, you may not have even had the memories yet. Maybe you're thinking of a new tradition that you want to implement for your family. Maybe you're thinking of yourself in a new setting or a new location or a new doing something new. Maybe you see yourself getting that food truck. Maybe you see yourself getting that brick and mortar shop. Maybe you see yourself running something. Maybe you see yourself being the team lead. Those are future memories of success. Notice I didn't say sabotage. Avoidant goals have a tendency to sabotage your thinking around this. So creating those future memories of success can reinforce any progress that you're making towards that bigger, difficult task or goal. By goal setting, by creating those viable pathways, and by creating those future memories, you are allowing yourself an opportunity for hope. And hope is what can generate 
achievement goals. I know that was a lack of people, but let me be clear, right? Because I don't want you walking away saying like, oh, I got to set all these goals and do all these. Er, no, just take it for what it is and just being mindful of it. But let me be very clear on this statement. Taking a break from a goal that you set, maybe it was three years ago, maybe it was four or five or six or seven or eight or nine or 10. Taking a break from a goal is not a bad thing depending on what the goal is. Many, many, many times in my personal career, many times in my, in, in my life as it even stands today, I have had to take many steps back in order, in order to move forward. Yet in those moments of stepping back, are you driven to start back up? Given if it's healthy and safe to do so, right? Are you driven to start back up for others or for yourself or for yourself in front of others or for yourself in front of yourself? Uh, That's a little bit deeper than what I wanted to go for today. But are, are you driven to start back up with an achievement mindset of what might I learn? Who can I learn from? Who can I serve? And how might I grow versus an avoidant mindset? Well, if I quit now, everybody's going to think I'm a failure. Or if I, if I quit, then I'm just not going to take time to learn anything about why it didn't work. No, are we in the mindset of thinking about even taking a break as an achievement versus avoidant? Y'all, if you've heard nothing else, are your goals bridging hope or masking fear? That's it. That's it. That's all this is about. Are your goals bridging hope for you? Or are they masking a fear within you? Let's take a couple of steps towards an achievement focus this week. I know we ran a little long. Hey, I had a lot to say. I had to get that science stuff out. And then of course I had to bring it back to like terms that I can understand. (laughs) Cause you know, we all need that from time to time. So, Hey y'all, let's take a step towards an achievement focus this week. And let's not, let's not beat around the bush on that. We can do it for simple things. And so far as, you know, I'm going to park a little bit farther away so that way I can get some steps in as opposed to, I don't want to park here because I might get towed, right? We could do it for simple things like that. Hey, I'm going to cook this because I know it'll be great for me as opposed to, uh, I don't really want to cook this, but I guess I have no choice, right? Because we all have choices. So let's look towards the ways that we can use achievement focuses on on our daily things. And then let's bridge them to something uh, larger that maybe we've been thinking about. And let's maybe get it on paper or something. I would love to hear what you're thinking about. Um, and of course, as always, I can't wait to meet you back this time next week. I got to get some interviews on the deck, y'all. Y'all know of anybody? Send them my way. Um, in the meantime, I hope you guys have an amazing week looking at the achievement portion rather than the avoidant portion. And uh, I hope to hear from you guys and I look forward to meeting you back here in our most favorite place. And that's right here. And until next this time next week, let's have a great week. And as always, let's go. 